Hi, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to show with Carl and myself. And let's welcome our guests. Hi, Mr. Curtis. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Okay, and Carl is my co-host for this. Hey, show. hi. How are you doing I'm good. good. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, Carl, who who do we have today? Uh, his name's Mr. Curtis. Welcome to the show, Mr. Curtis. Appreciate it's, it. Yeah. It's, it's finally good to meet you. Uh, you know, um, I found him last night on Facebook, and I'm going to have him share a little bit about himself and his story. Um, so, yeah. Take okay. Mr. Curtis, floor is yours. So give us uh, your intro, please. Well, my name is Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Curveball. I am a internet radio DJ. I'm a podcast host as well as a podcast editor. I have been blind since the age of birth due to congenital glaucoma. I had four cornea transplants, but they all failed. I am now 43. I just turned 43 mm -hmm. last Friday, which was November 12th, so been blind for 43 years. I, but I have not let that stop me from living the life I want. I'm full-time employed. I provide solely for my family. Got two kids, and that's a little bit about me. Very well, very well. We are so proud of you. Um, so I think you're an inspiration as well as example for so many people. Uh, so we, we, we should really be encouraged by your success and also look forward to learning from you. So also tell me a little bit about you when, what happened and when did it start? You said you had glaucoma. Yeah, I had congenital glaucoma. At the age they tried four cornea transplants, but they all rejected. So I, uh, I have a uh, glaucoma runs through, through my family. So that's how oh. it happened. That's how it is. Okay. And so tell me what age it started affecting you. Oh, it, it affected me from the first first day I was born. Oh, okay. Wow. So you, you had the congenital type probably. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that so you had uh, no uh, recollection of uh, any uh, kind of uh, any light or anything no. that you know. So, uh, so when they tried the cornea transplant, that was years back, or was that last recent one? Oh, this was uh, sometime around when I was born. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure at that time the cornea transplant was must be in its infancy, right? Probably so. Yeah. Because nowadays, cornea transplant is kind of very common and probably very successful. So tell me about your passion. Uh, you mentioned something about you do a lot of podcasting, right? Yeah, I am the host of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast. It's a show where I am guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. So if anybody has a story that can teach, motivate, or inspire, I have them on. I've interviewed anybody from singers to authors to pastors to I've I've even interviewed a Playboy playmate from the year 1990. So I interview all kind of people. Oh, very nice, very nice. So tell me about how did you develop a taste or uh, being fond of uh, podcasting? 
Well, basically, I went to broadcasting school last year, the Academy of Radio and TV Broadcasting out of Huntington Beach, California. I graduated with academic excellence. Very, very good. Yeah. And, and out of that, I, I started internet radio shows, and um, I was an author named Ken Brandt. He's in Australia right now, but he's, he's from the East Coast, New York, I believe. He saw that I was doing a show and wanted me to interview him because his new book was coming out last year called Positive Vision. And I told him, well, I only do music shows, but we can have a conversation. And during our conversation, he encouraged me to start the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, which I started, launched last year, September 7, 2020. Okay, very nice, very nice. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, about uh, you did with Excellence Broadcasting. So uh, did you really like music or was that the inspiration that you went into broadcast or was the other way around? I like music. I like all kind of music. I, I, I am a hip hop artist. And, but the reason why I went to broadcasting school is because the station that I work for, Blind Cafe Radio, that they thought I had a good voice and they kept encouraging me to get on their new radio station. And I said, well, if I get on the radio, I don't want to be just someone on there. I want to know the ins and outs. So I jumped on the radio station and I said, well, I need to go to broadcasting school. So I found a program that, that you could do online because I wanted to know everything about what I'm doing. If I was going to be doing a radio show, I realized that you don't have to do that to be a broadcaster, but I wanted to know what was going on. Okay. Tell me about your uh, taste of music. You said you listen to everything, but you like hip hop. I like all kind of music. The, the radio show that I do, I play a variety of music. I, I yeah. like the older hip hop and I like R&B, Motown. I like, you know, pop, rock. I, I like it all. I'm, I'm not, I'm not closed minded when it comes to music. Okay. Do you just uh, do you do just music show or do you also sing? I, I I'm a hip hop artist. And, oh. And radio show. Okay. Very nice. So do you can you sing something for us or? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Curveball is back again, dropping the hits that you used to. Go on, tell a friend. You remember 94, I said, go with the flow. Now it's 2020, wants to make it across, say, oh. And I'm repping D-Town, crushing them seeds like an elephant, killing them with the street sound. You better get out the way, because I'm flowing like no other lyrics tighter than a mother. Very nice, very nice. I like it, yeah, very good. Very spontaneous, very nice. So tell me, who is your inspiration in music? Um. My favorite rap group is Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I grew up listening to people like Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, uh, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, LL Cool J, you, you know, the, the older rappers, the ghetto boys, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I like LL Cool J, I like Dr. Dre. Yeah, Snoop, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Dr. Dre's uh, song is uh, California, right? Yes, California Love and, and him, Snoop, and Eminem. Yeah. They're going to be on the Super Bowl halftime this year. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite song, California. So, Carl, do you uh, like uh, LL Cool J or Dr. Dre? Uh, I'm not into rap very, very much, Doctor, but, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm kind of like Curtis, though. I, I do like a lot of, um, of the, of the, um, 90s, a little bit of the 70s, 80 music, uh, Frank Sinatra, that's life, that's what all the people say. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And, and uh, uh, Curtis, do you like also uh, this um, religious uh, music, musicians? Yes, I like gospel music, I am a Christian. Oh, yeah. I like gospel music, BC Winings, you know, Mary Mary, stuff like so, that. So, I have a question, Curtis. Uh, if I message you after the show and I sent you some of my songs because I'm also, I, I record a lot. Uh, and if I sent you some of your stuff and a bio, would you be willing to have me on your show so we could promote the, or yep. the show? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm going to call Curtis myself too. <laughs> Curtis, I have my, so you better uh, help me too. <laughs> So I'm sure you like that. Actually, I did uh, once. The first song was Unsung Heroes to honor the healthcare providers for COVID. And, oh. then, and then the second was uh, Cicada's Ex-Love. Actually, my third song I wrote, uh, I write songs mostly and compose music and so forth. But I don't sing actual thing. So, and the third one is actually for um, our love. It is like a romantic song. You, you, hey, doctor, I I think you and I need to collaborate or something. Yeah, we're gonna do one good, and we're gonna have Curtis too. The, yeah. No, yeah. I I I really want to write one rap uh, song. So, because that is where. Is really nice kind of different taste to it. So Curtis, you you need to help us with the rap song. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me also about uh, Curtis. Uh, you said your uh, your inspiration are LL Cool J and others. What are the other music you like beside those? R and B. I like pop. I like pop. rock, country. I, I mean, I okay. like. Oh. Okay, so tell me also, you know, personally, I am very much influenced by 80s and 90s music. So, you know, I always find a lot of creativity in those era. So which era did you like most? The 80s. 80s, yeah. Yeah. So I think there were a lot of, for some reason, I mean, sure, before that, also in 70s and I mean, there were great singers too. But for some reason, 80s, there, were, there was so much variety, right, Carl? What do you think? Yes. Yeah, no, I, that, I definitely agree. That's where the root and soul of my music is from, is from the 70s and also that era, the 80s as well. Um, it, it was a whole different all game 
back in the day, but I mean, the seventies and eighties were the starting point to what we have now. So, yeah. Also, Curtis, tell me about uh, one of the, you know, any special eighties, which you really like. Uh, I like George Michael. Oh, yes. Mariah Carey? Are you a big fan of Mariah? Yeah, but Mariah Carey started in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. She was a baby in the 80s. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 90s. uh, Yeah, uh, George Michael is really good. And I think when his band was there, remember, before George Michael was. uh, Yeah, uh, Last Christmas. Yeah, remember that song? Carl, do you remember that last Christmas? I do, I do. So I said, yeah, that was unbelievable song. So it's, you know. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart to the very first one. You you gave it away. Yeah, yeah, I I remember that. I don't know the exact words to that, but. Yeah, I think we are a little bit off on words, right, Curtis? I I say he probably uh, was a little off on the words, but overall it was. Uh, he was good. That that was right. Yeah, yeah perfect. Okay, so also tell me, Curtis, what? How do you relax yourself? Beside music. Um. Well, I I, I like to help people. I teach computers. I, I was an assistive technology specialist for ten years. So I like to. Uh, I like sports. I like to. Do a lot of sports on Sirius XM and different things like that. You know, I like to chill. I also like to smoke meat. I got a expensive smoker. I'm getting ready to put a turkey on for Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Okay. Like so, so, so you do like a lot of computer stuff? Yeah. Okay, very good. So do you like uh, programming or you just try to fix things? Curtis, we lost you a little bit. I fix it and I teach it. Okay, very nice, very nice. So how did you develop this more for computers? Well, computers is, is, is a big part of my independence being blind. And so since I use it, I was like, oh, I, I might as well learn to make some money and you can actually help me. So since I use computer to navigate the world and, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it played a big part in my independence. Mm-hmm. So if I, so are you able to like publish like applications? Do you know anything about publishing apps? No, I don't. I'm, I'm not a programmer. I wish I was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the app is, you know, a little different, but also, uh, you know, a lot of people need help with uh, computers and, you know, there are different levels and, uh, you know, of course, app is one of them, but, uh, you know, basic uh, education is missing in a lot of people, right? Yeah. So, uh, Curtis, also tell me a little bit about, you said you have taste for uh, sports too. Yeah, I, I like basketball, baseball, football. I check out some golf. I pretty much like it all. 
Okay, very good. Do you do shows on sports or you just uh, like to just uh, listen? I just like to listen. Okay. And you, you mentioned a little bit also about uh, you watch uh, some other shows too uh, on Sirius XM or Satellite Radio, right? Yeah, uh, Sirius XM. I, I listen to sports. I really don't check out too much TV. If I do, I'll mm -hmm. check out Investigation Discovery. I love those type of shows. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you find uh, those uh, more entertaining than TV? I do. But every now and then, I'm, I, I might try to catch an audio described movie or something. But I, I'm really not into TV like that. Mm -hmm. And now I think a lot of people now don't watch TV as much. I mean, they they are more into YouTube or Facebook or those. And uh, are you into social media, Curtis? Yeah, um, I, I mostly use it for promoting my radio shows and my podcasts and getting the information that I want. Mm -hmm. So tell me about, uh, you said you went through broadcast school. So uh, some of the things you would like to share for us, I mean, we are also in broadcast, but I'm starting, uh, you know, I would like to kind of get some tips from you. So what are some of things you would like to advise us? Well, I would say that since iHeartMedia bought, bought up a whole lot of the radio stations, Radio is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, you think somebody is local in your area broadcasting, but they're not. They might not even actually be in the studio. A lot of big markets, your voice tracking, you're not on live. So if you want to get on do a live show, you, you might want to be looking for a smaller market. I think uh, Los Angeles and New York are the uh, top two markets in the country, in, in the United States. And so uh, the, the broadcasting software that I use is called Station Playlist Studio. And, mm -hmm. and I ask for my home and I I put it into a folder and, and, it, and it, it, it uh, goes into the rotation if I need to do that. Or I could actually connect to the server and get on live. So that's broadcasting. And, and the reason why I say that is because as a blind person, a lot of the, the studios are not accessible to radio stations because they have touchscreen boards. So if you try to go into a radio station that has that as a blind person, you're not going to be successful unless they're willing to let you do your show from home and you can just send it in and the board operator can put it in. Put it in. Mm -hmm. So you find that internet uh, is really help you or social media really helps you because you can do that. Yeah, internet radio because yeah, you, you can connect to that server and you could do a live show. Right. Okay. Now, which software or which uh, server do you use? I use Station Playlist Studio because uh, it, because it is accessible with the screen reader that I use with my computer, and they actually cater to blind. And Brian Hargent has done a real good job in writing scripts and filling in some of the gaps. Okay, very nice. Uh, also, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, you've mentioned some, you do enjoy different sports. So, uh, who's your favorite uh, teams or players? My favorite football team is the Dallas Cowboys, and my favorite baseball team is the Atlanta Braves, who just won the Super Bowl. 
Okay, wow, uh, that's very uh, nice. I mean, the world. So Dallas, how how come you like Dallas Cowboys? I mean, uh, I I don't doubt that, but you know, I know a lot of fans there. Nothing against them, but they did not win many times Super Bowls. In the nineties, they 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 they've had a little bit of success. I mean, a Super Bowl is hard to win. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that that Dallas has won more than, and I I've just liked them ever since I was a little kid and. Growing up, through high school, you know, F. Troy Eggman, Mike Irvin, so I've always. I so Troy, yeah, Troy Eggman, yeah, he still comes on or does NFL shows, right? So absolutely. So I'm sure it's a, it's a great uh, feeling to recognize him now back still, uh, not I mean as as an NFL uh, commentator, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I love uh, Steelers too. I mean, I watch all of them. Like, so, so what is your prediction for Dallas this year? Well, they're looking real good. The, the real test is going to be tomorrow when they face the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be a big test. So, Carl, any your favorites on these NFL teams? I'm not a huge football fan, doctor. <laughs> Oh, well, I kind of, I, I kind of wish I was. But I'm not, I'm not huge on in, in on football, so can't say. Okay, Curtis, I I bet money every week, so I, I you can well imagine how junky I am. So I I, I study every team. I know all their players, uh, all their stats. Are you into fantasy? Yes, I love fantasy. Not, not only do I do fantasy, I'm in a league right now, but but I also do pick them. What we oh, you do pickups. Okay, very good. How how's it going so far? I mean, this season is brutal for me. I did not win anything so far, which is Fan horrible. In my fantasy league, I'm four and six, but but in the pick'em league, I'm in second place actually. Wow! Wow! They must be doing awesome. That. Congratulations. Then I I should have called him earlier to do my picks. <laughs> so, what, who's your pick for for Dallas uh, Kansas game? Uh, I, I actually picked Kansas City. Uh, I just feel like if, if Patrick Mahomes is on, I mean, put up 36 to 40 points last year, last week for fantasy. So, he's on a hard time for them, but we'll see if they can keep up. You know, you know, uh, I hate to bet against my team, but when I'm playing for money, you know, I gotta kind of. Mm. So, what is your prediction? Who will be the f in uh, you know in those postseason teams? I think Dallas will, Dallas will get there. I think Kansas City will be there. Green Bay, the Los Angeles Rams. I think they will end up being there. I think New England is going to be there. They actually found a good quarterback, and it looks like they're doing pretty good. The Steelers, you know, they're always around. Well, Steelers might not, maybe. Uh, what about Tampa Bay? Yeah, I, I think that they'll get it together and they will be around. So so you think, so it is going to, what about Kansas? Do you think that will disappear? Yeah, I, I think Kansas, Kansas City will be in there. Kansas City, yeah. So Kansas, yeah. I think most of uh, these teams remain same. I mean, very few surprises over the years. 
you know i think you're absolutely right but once for sure so how 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 is the covid has it affected your work or in any no, way it didn't affect my work because I, I work at a base supply center on a military base and so you know we had to stay open so mm -hmm. it did not affect us at all Mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, that that is great so i'm sure you were still working and still doing your shows and everything right yeah okay did you find a lot of difference around you because of covid uh yeah you know uh di different rules and and people you know doing things different but i just did things you know pretty much as normal as possible because i feel like god is not going to have me on this earth no less or no longer than he wants me to i mean i i don't do stuff reckless anyway you know i don't really go out and, and be in a lot of crowds i, I really don't like crowded places because it's hard to hear and i like to know what's going on but other than that i just you know prayed about it and did what i needed to do and, and so far i've been blessed i i haven't even had to go to any doctor for any kind of illness or anything since March of 2019. And that was not a major illness either, I assume, right? Yeah, it, it was for uh, strep throat, so. Okay, so wasn't wasn't good. So also tell me what did your uh, predictions about music, do you think music will evolve more over the years, more of or uh, rap or is it gonna be more mixed or what what do you see that in next three years five i would say that m music is going to continue to evolve as new artists come in and, and as they put put new different styles out because a lot of artists that i've interviewed on my show they don't actually like to be categorized but i guess they have to be categorized in order to put their stuff out but they, they hey just let us do our thing you know i'm i'm pop rock you know i'm i'm i can do it all so i, I just want to be able to do it all i don't want to be put into a box saying oh i'm just a pop singer i'm a rock singer you know so yes. I feel as these artists come out and, and they, they mix their stuff and, and they just do their thing it's going to become more innovative and creative mm. And that's absolutely right. Like we have so many channels, you know, we have uh, four or 500 channels now. And so the music is also going to have so many categories, so many varieties and so many different shades, which we never ever thought, right? That's right. Okay. So tell me also about, you know, I think uh, my opinion is those uh, billboards and Grammys all, they have to kind of reinvent themselves because they are i think a little older for our uh, current generation also. yeah i mean as as more varieties come out i don't know if they're gonna take the category or, or are they just gonna pick one and put them in it but mm -hmm. I, really, I really don't too much worry about the category what i worry about is listening to the words of what what the person is saying or, or singing or have written and li listening to the music and if it's good it doesn't matter to me what category it is. I really like uh, the group Imagine Dragons. You know, they're they're singers, but the, the way they sing it is almost like they are rapping in a couple of their songs. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Also, tell me what will happen to the music as an industry for, uh, you know, from the money point of view. In the past, you know, we had like those artists sold so many CDs or things like, and they made money and platinum and gold and so forth. Now those are gone. So with all those internet radio and everything, it's hard to guess or get, uh, you know, get an idea, uh, you know, about the money because you can have unlimited song download or you know things like that so where do you see that in terms of our reimbursements well some artists that that i've ever been interviewed that, that less because now you, it's streaming so you're not getting that much and they're probably not getting that much especially when you're paying for a subscription of apple you, you know so the, the streaming companies are probably get getting more, and I think the artists m- might be making pretty good off shows and performances and stuff like that. But yeah, unless the CDs and stuff come back, you know, it, it'll be streaming, and th- they'll get some money, but probably not as much as they were when they were actually physical CDs. That is true. So the CD concept is gone because now any artist can put put on, you know. Uh, iTunes and you know you can but have mm-hmm. even though the the CD concept is gone I, I I do think it's a lot easier for people to push their own self out there because you can get a YouTube channel you can put your stuff on there you can get on Apple music you know you you can do all this stuff that you couldn't do back in the 90s and stuff uh, so I was gonna ask you um so as in artists i'm just trying trying to i've been trying to find ways to because i'm a cover artist i see i do songs that are sung by other singers um and so how how do you legally put out songs that are cover songs i don't i don't have that answer okay well i the only thing i will say um i'll Ernie. Yeah, you you cannot. I mean, it's hard to make money on YouTube or so if you're singing somebody's song. Yeah, uh, that's why I don't sing other song. I, all my music and all, everything is mine. It's like there is. I don't have any. I never sing somebody's song. So that's why you can make some money from it uh, for every time it gets played. But not a lot of money, but you know, of course, better than nothing. And then we are doing, like Curtis is saying, we are doing a live show. So to do that performance, to sell the tickets, you can make a lot of money, you know, if that show is successful. Right, Curtis? Yes. Okay. And, and that. I somebody on my podcast a couple of days ago that actually helps new artists get their brand together and helps them get all, all kind of stuff that they need as an artist that it's hard to obtain stud the kid okay i think that is good uh, curtis so uh, you know we'll after this show we'll also ask you some advice <coughs> and help sure right carl yes sir so that would be a great uh, example if, if we can you know get some help sure Curtis, any advice for the new artists and anything else you'd like to share before we say goodbyes? Um, I would just uh, ask for to visit me on the web, 
www.djcurveball.com. Follow me on Instagram at djcurveball and, and on Twitter at djcurveball1. Go like and subscribe to the show. Check it out. As far as artists, today you, you can actually, I record my stuff out of a home studio. I have a $400 uh, uh, Sennheiser mic and I have an audio interface and I have a ISO, ISO box booth, a little small portable booth. So you can record your stuff, make it a good quality right from your home. And since you have the opportunity to do that, the sky's the limit. So keep being as creative as possible. Keep writing the best music that you can or, or record, you know, doing whatever you do, singing it or whatever you're doing. Just keep doing it the best that you can and just keep keep going. Make sure everything is yours. Make sure you own everything so that way if you do start to be successful, nobody else has their hand in your stuff. You know, you got it all. Yeah, and I think that is so true. Uh, you know, but also, you know, the journey could be a little bit harder than all your artists, but I think the main thing is your passion and your persistence. So if we keep on that, one day we'll reach our goal. Right, Curtis? Yep, that's right. You might not have the promotion that maybe a Jay-Z or a back have. That's, you know, they're able to get out there like that and get those big platforms, but just keep pushing. And it, like I say, if you believe, you can achieve. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for that inspiration, Curtis. It was a pleasure knowing you, meeting you, listening to you and enjoying your music uh, stay blessed and a happy thanksgiving and happy holidays same to you guys thank you for having me on thank, thank you thank, thank you, you. Thank you.